0: All right. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever, whenever you are. Uh, we're really happy to have you with us. This is Ari Fleeman on a special edition of the 6AM Run podcast. Super excited for this one. This was one I brought up to, to Hami that we needed to do. Uh, found these guys online, innovators in their space. True to my heart, they're hockey fans, they're horror movie fans, they're <laughs> runners. They're basically me reincarnated. So uh, again, really, really excited to have these guys on. Today, we've got Jamie and Rob, and they are part of the Running Scared podcast. And uh, I think really 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 soon to be with the, the, I'll call it the Running Scared Network, uh, because they've got quite a few things brewing. Really exciting for you guys and and the listeners here is they've got their own, uh, what they're coining a jog cast. And I think, you know, that's going to hit a lot of people, get their ears perked up and I'll I'll let them do a little bit more in their introduction. But Jamie, Rob, really, really great to have you. Yeah, that was amazing. What an introduction.
1: Innovators (laughs) in the space. I I think that's uh, fantastic. Ari, thanks for for having us on. Um, Yeah, really, really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, this is awesome. I'm so excited to hook up with you guys. And uh, yeah, that was an intro. That really
0: makes us feel like we're, uh, we're, we're special somehow. I, uh, anyway, thanks for that. But yeah, we're thrilled to be here. Awesome. Yeah, you guys are very special. Like I said, especially in my heart, even though you're Maple Leaf fans, uh, maybe I'm to <laughs> convert to, to a Columbus <laughs> team or something. But why don't you guys tell us a little bit about Running Scared and, and about the Jogcast? Absolutely. Jamie, what, yeah, okay. So Running Scared podcast
2: was like a COVID initiative. You know, Jamie called me up one day. He's like, you know, buddy, how about we do like a podcast? And I was like, that would be so much fun. Like we're stuck at home. (laughs) We got nothing to do. What would we do though? And he immediately, he actually had the idea. Jamie said to me, let's do a horror movie podcast. And I was like, I love it already. And he's like, and the first movie we're going to do is Anaconda. And I was like, sold because (laughs) me and Jamie have made fun of and love that movie Anaconda so much. It was like one of those things when we were kids, we were like, we should do, this is back when they had DVD extras right where somebody would do a commentary we were like man we got to do one of those and just put on youtube or something (laughs) and that's just how we started and we started playing around the format and slowly got more comfortable and the funny thing was jamie came up with the title running scared and you know i don't think we thought too much of it it was just like oh yeah it's about horror movies it's a it's about you know being frightened by these films but the more i thought about it, it's like man that's a clever title and i know there's a movie from the 80s called running scared but nothing to do with us really but what occurred to me was like man like there are like people out there who jog to like horror stories. Like I've heard of like these runs where people get chased by zombies. Yeah, I think there's an app out there called uh, run zombie run, which I'd heard about like secondhand, but I'd never experienced. It. I never really tried it. And so those guys were probably ahead of us in this same
0: sort of idea. Although I honestly, I still don't really know what their thing is about. Yeah. Um, so, I was gonna say, so actually it's funny because again, you guys are hitting me because I am that person. I love audiobooks, I love yeah, horror audiobooks. Right. I was actually talking to one of our other fans, or customers, whatever you want to call them, because she was talking about it and she's like, Stephen King's my go-to. And I was like, Yeah, you know, be, me, 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 me. <laughs> you know, not only is he a great writer and you know, obviously he's you know, he's he's a king for the reason, but he's great for running, at least for me, because the dude can just talk, you know, and, and narrate for 10 pages on like a blade of grass, you know, and it's perfect. It doesn't mess up your pace. You just kind of zone out. You don't miss much. Like, okay, I'm, I'm running. I hit a mile. The grass is still green. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, now there's a scary clump. You know, whatever it is. So please continue. By it, there's my tangent for my first. Well, tangent. exactly. We
2: thought of that, that that surge of adrenaline you get when you're frightened. And like Jamie's a big runner, and I'm I've been trying to get into it. Especially when COVID hit, I started jogging more, trying to just find ways to stay a little bit more active. I used to play ball hockey all the time, and that got canceled because we used to uh play ball hockey in a school, and we just couldn't do it. They shut it uh-huh. all down. So jogging became something I went to, and Jamie was way more into it to me so you know we immediately kind of connected that dot of like oh running and scared that's funny we could do something and we start trying our hand at like writing you know audio narrative stories that you can listen to while you jog and uh slowly but surely we've been getting it going and we did them as serials at first where we do like short little 15 to 20 minute episodes that would build into you know three would build into one full story and now we're starting to try new things we're going to try to do something a little more contained but yeah it's so funny it's just it's a great collaboration because me and jimmy everything kind of bounced off each other and became something new
1: yeah, I, I, you know what, actually, just I want to kind of color the background a little bit, but kind of the way that uh, Rob described it, that name kind of Running Scared came up. And I actually think it was Rob who was like, because we're talking about, you're right, the adrenaline that you get when you are running. Sometimes when I run at night and I'm going through, I live right by a golf course, I'll like speed up. I'm like, we got to be able to do something with this. I actually <laughs> think it was Rob that came up with like the jogcast. cast. He kind of just said it in passing. He's like, eh, we should call it jog cast. I'm cast. Like, That's freaking brilliant. And right away, I was like, nice. We've coined something that we can like a nice tight package that I think it just kind of rolls off the tongue easier. But, you know, going back, Rob said it was like a COVID initiative, but this podcast has been like, I would say 20, maybe even 25 years in the making. All right. We grew up, so we grew up like to really tell the story of running scared. You got to tell the story of like how we met each other. We've been friends since we were like 10 years old. And, you know, Rob's always had an interest in movies. I've always had an interest in sports and music. And, we would like make movies as a kid. We even tried our hand at <laughs> starting to write a screenplay in our, yeah, in cool. our He was he went to school up in he was a, a different town. And then we kind of like thought about doing something. We would always watch horror movies as a kid, like the franchisable, just watch them, you know, over and over again. Of course. And then, and then you know what? Just like things are divergent, right? Like Rob moved to Korea, I was in Scotland, you know, we kind of went on our different mm-hmm. paths, and then it was like we came back after 20 years. And like he said, just picking up where he started the story, I literally called him, I was like, let's do this man <laughs> we, got <laughs> time now. we got nothing but time and then yeah it's been a year and it's been a lot of work but it's been pretty satisfying
0: for us that's I think. awesome so yeah. so the podcast has been going on like you said for a year and then the JawCast is just getting started or it's started like ooh, kind of tell me a little bit more about that yeah we were 30 almost 30 episodes in so we you know for our first year we were kind of happy with
2: that but the JawCast, i think our first one was what ep7 jamie Oh, cool. yeah, I th- well it was a while like
1: it was we had a few reviews well the first five reviews were all on anaconda <laughs> and then branched out to like some different movies but yeah we did like we did seven or eight and then we started putting the jawcasts out you know we did like a i think our first one already was like 12 minutes long and rob said it was like episodic right so we we're like yeah. Philip, the zombie one we'll do helen hamilton and then we were released on the main feed and then we were like oh <laughs> these jawcasts casts are getting a lot more downloads than the-, <laughs> of the like right away so then we were like okay, let's start to build them. We made them a little bit longer, a little bit more kind of intensive in the production. So then we outsourced that big, big meow out to uh, Jason Kerr Big Cat Media. This guy handles the heavy lifting <laughs> and heavy editing. No, this cat's in the booth like for, you know, honestly, for like weeks doing it. And especially the last couple of ones we've done that have been, you know, big projects.
2: Jimmy always says, like, we get to app three, which is usually our conclusion. And uh, that's, that's often when I when my writing starts to step in a little harder. And it's like, okay, <laughs> give me the Michael Bay treatment, Rob. So like, <laughs> give the like Michael play. Bay Andy. <laughs> And it's funny that, that, like Jimmy just said, Helen Hamilton was our first one. So Hamilton is a i wouldn't say suburban because it's actually this the first city when you leave toronto kind of to yeah. the southwest it's its own city it's a steel town it's very much the pittsburgh or cleveland i guess of uh, ontario and it's kind of a tough old town and it's it's had hard times and it's come back and now because of covid it's been getting gentrified like crazy because everyone from toronto is leaving and coming up so i am one of those gentrifiers i moved to hamilton that uh, just this past summer and the hell hamilton story came up because it was like a funny way to be like oh like i don't know hamilton we need to do this as an audio format. Let's do it over the phone. And Jamie is guiding me as I'm trying to run and escape this like zombie oh, outbreak awesome. from the core okay. of downtown. Yeah. And, and then we kind of created the story where Jamie is like already on a jog and that means he's got to get home to get to his wife. And so we're both about 5K away from our first point that we're trying to run to from two different directions. And that's how story one just kind of evolved right from that. We were like, that's, well, that's a great entry. And he's guiding me through the tough streets of Hamilton as I'm trying to <laughs> my zombies.
1: Yeah, and it was good because we actually had, a, we, we both decided to kind of do a first kind of take a first kind of write on the jog cast and Rob had it in this this kind of first person and I wrote it just as like a narrative I just had it like a story And then when we brought it to the table, we were like, "No, your way is like the way that just could function better." Like if you're a runner, and then you're kind of following these along, and then we can talk about how we've kind of we want to change the format. And the one we're working on right now uh, is going to be in a different format. But yeah, it was a way to show them where the streets were, where the landmarks were. It was it was good. That's cool.
0: That's awesome. No, I think I think it's great. And like you said, I mean, it's it's definitely this new area. I mean, there is you know zombies run or run zombies run whatever it is. And you know I have tried that one. I haven't tried your guys yet. I'm planning to. I've got like two hours left in my audio book, and then you guys are are next. to be read, to be listened to, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, there's like, I don't know, there was something about it just didn't click for me for them because there's this very, I don't even know how how to say it. Like, it almost took me out of the story too much. Like they had a lot of like, you're listening to the story, but it's more of like conversations happening behind the scenes. Like you are running and you're trying to get supplies, but like all the stuff's happening kind of behind you and you're like, okay what am i doing where you guys sound more like okay i'm in the streets i'm running oh hey there's that monument i just passed or or whatever um and it just feels like a little bit more immersive
2: yeah that's what we're working towards so the first two stories are very much about me and jamie like almost as characters like we are the Robin jamie characters versus the Robin and jamie real guys but like we're characters in these stories but yeah we're actually running we're running with you we're facing obstacles and consequences of our decisions and like we're being chased and in the next one yeah we are trying to position the, the listener a little more as the runner which is hard because the runner therefore can't speak because it's you know the person literally running who right. we are not interacting with so we're finding it's it's a tricky writing problem yeah. but it's fun trying to solve it like we're, okay. we're having fun trying to come up with ways that maintain the engagement and maintain that like sense of urgency so that there is a reason to run, and there is a reason to increase speed sometimes, and decrease speed, and For those sure. kind of um, you know exercise rhythms to, to like, try to make it you know something you can actually think about while you're running as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's something that we're trying to kind of layer in as well. Is just not
1: just make it like an immersive story, but also try to make it like a beneficial fitness tool where there's that little bit of a. Uh, maybe like a slow jog at the beginning. And there's some more kind of intensive intervals. Like I think about it, how I want my runs to go. Mm -hmm. And if I want to make, you know what I mean? If I'm trying to get a decent workout, you know, that's, I think where we'd like to go. And we try to pair that with the music and make sure the BPMs match up with sort of what you want for like a target heart rate for a section. I guess there was a lot of thought into them and that's why they take, you
0: know, (laughs) they are taking a while. Yeah. No, I love, I think it's awesome too. Like you said, I mean, to me it's better. And I used to be a huge music nerd and it's very kind of funny to see me change from that. I mean, you know, I was the kid with you know, thousands of CDs. My senior picture of high school, I've got my headphones you know, around my neck. I was had my, my CD player with me. But the music I listen to is just not... I, I listen to very fast, very heavy music. So if I'm listening to that, then my beats per minute are way too high and I'm running, you know, I'm running out of gas too quickly. And then anything else isn't gonna get me in the mood to go out and run. And like that's why I get audiobooks. And that's why I think, you know, where where you guys have in where it's you're kind of tailoring to a workout specifically as opposed to okay, well, hey, this is just a playlist that, you know, kind of pumps me up or it's music I listen to. You know, and then you get just the 20 songs or whatever that you always hit. And you're like, man, I'm, I'm kinda of sick of this song. You know, I, I need something new. Yeah, we recognize that we're we're probably
2: a novelty to most people that they're going to pick it up once and, and listen to it, maybe once or twice, and, you know, they'll probably go back to what they normally do. But we like to be, like, we like the idea that if we put out a consistent schedule, that you'll have something to come back to every now and again that is just a unique, fun experience that, like, is that thing where you're like, oh, I'm am so sick of my playlist, or I'm so sick of, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to listen to right now, or oh, I got to search for another audio book and I haven't <laughs> I haven't figured out which one I want to choose to start. Like I'm the worst. If I turn on Netflix, I will just flick for like 20 oh. minutes and then just give up. So I imagine for yeah, I'm joggers, that's the worst experience for a jogger because you want to get out the door. So this is that random thing you can like. All right, let's see what these guys have put out this week or this. Well, we're not that <laughs> quick, <sure>. but yeah, <laughs> you know, put out recently and uh, and just enjoy it. Like they're a bit silly, but they're fun and uh, we're working at we tra- this is our creative space to play. So we are having go. fun with it.
1: Yeah, and I'd love to get off not doing all the voices and narration ourselves, <laughs> where, where we have yeah, to... Yeah. Where, like, Rob assumes... You know, Rob has one of the best, like, German accents
0: oh, okay. <laughs> you've ever I'm listened to. That out. He's able to, he's
1: able, like,
2: to tweak it. <laughs> and I, you yeah, know yeah I mean? my brother's married to a German woman, so I'm always, like, kind of channeling her a little bit, which I feel bad about. Yeah, and and like, I should so. also <laughs> say,
1: like, you know, this is no, like... This is no appropriation here, you know? I mean, we're doing it all in fun, just to... Right. You know, we're trying to be very respectful of it, and we stay away from... <laughs> you know, certain areas, but yeah, you know, that's a, I think that's another thing where Rob and I have like, you know, really good kind of organic chemistry when we're trying to make these things, right. He kind of, you know, I think he sees it novelty and I'm like, no, Rob, we got to make a climb cast, a paddle cast, (laughs) a a walk cast. (laughs) You know what I mean? We got to take it over we just got just to walking really slow
2: walking really quickly away from very slow zombies it was actually
1: you know it was weird thing some I, I posted something you know just when we released the jog cast on all the audio uh, book retailers and this guy that was training for an ultra run i think he was from colorado he sent me a message and he said do you guys have a walk cast i'm training for an ultra i'm like so I didn't really click in and I I messaged him. I said, no, we're looking to, you know, maybe to do some longer kind of jog cast, but we don't have anything with a walk cast. I said, oh, it goes all oh, too bad. I would have liked something that was like at a walking pace or I'm like, you can, you, you can still use what we have and just walk. But, but I guess they didn't want like the music selection that we put in. So anyways, I thought that was interesting.
2: so funny. How would we do yeah. a
0: walk cast? Well, like, like, so, because yeah. you're in the horror genre you want to like build that, like, so you'll Adrenal do rush. You can do the Walking Dead, like, was it like Walking Dead episode one or whatever, where it's like the zombie with no legs that just kind of crawls (laughs) after you.
1: That's from the car. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or like, um, was it like It Follows, where it's just that like slow creeping ghost that just kind of pops up wherever you can. And, you know, there you go,
2: guys. Maybe it's a limitation.
0: Maybe if you can't run, because the monster
2: gets you if you do run, oh, so you have okay. to walk. <laughs> it's like the oh, yeah. opposite of <laughs>
0: something <laughs> like
2: that. <laughs> so speaking of what Jamie's saying, like, he comes from a music background and a very audio-based background, so he knows a little more about recording tools and some of the things that I didn't know a lot about for setting up a podcast. And then on the flip side, I'm a TV producer, mostly promotion, and so, well, I was. And so that like a, I come from this world of television, making making short stories, very short, because I'm used to commercials. You also have a writing background, Robert. You've made movies before. Ooh. Yeah, but doc, not like fiction. Yeah, but. So this has been a bit of a departure. But you do understand, but from a producer's perspective, you do start thinking about like how to lay the groundwork to make the product. Like you yeah, have to sure. script it first. Then you have to sort of, when I'm working with the editor, Jason Kerr, like him and I have worked together so long in our job. He's a friend of mine from work that, you know, we have a, a working flow and I know what I got to do for him. I got to go find sound effects or I got to go find music. I chart it out. I break down the script and say, this is going to be here, here, here. So it is like very much in that realm of, of uh, producing. So yeah, me and Jimmy both have these sort of, you know, skill sets it. That- at the time was, when we were before we didn't really see how they were going to connect and now it's it's very clear how they connect
1: you, you just literally took the words out of my mouth we thought we were <laughs> just going to be recording anaconda but then i but think it blew we blew up going and, and then we're like oh running scared that's a great name that's like running in horror oh this jogcast cast that's a good idea hey let's exploit the skill set that we already have and we don't need to you know we can limit sort of the amount of money we're putting into it which is always a good thing <laughs> basically, yeah, exactly basically been nothing uh, and we just yeah. we have the skills ourselves, right you know like i, love you, guys keep
0: name, I love you guys keep name dropping anaconda i'm waiting for like the comments <laughs> from like the younger group who's like Anaconda, like what? What, is, what are they talking about and everyone like and then everyone else who has seen it, it's gonna be oh my god i remember that movie the snake and ice cube right isn't it and ice uh, cube j-lo o, Owen Wilson, cast. Owen Wilson, <laughs> Eric Stultz, oh yeah
2: john Voice. He's, he's gary uh, the can this is the, the boom mic operation <laughs> danny Trejo.
0: about no, danny treo's in everything
2: that, that doesn't it's count. an amazing cast it is it's one of the reasons we love that film that cast is incredible and they've all gone on to become mega stars or, or at least profitable stars like they've all gone on to have big careers all so because is, of anaconda yeah it's so funny like is that really what kicked it off or what
0: like, <laughs> it's such a b-bit film but maybe it was maybe that's, what really it's like. uh, that's awesome so i know you mentioned you know got to go back a little bit to running we, you know we are running podcasts so rob i know you mentioned that you, you kind of just picked it up a little bit recently jamie you've been kind of running for a while so what's kind of your kate not only wants the cadence but like what do you guys it? like you know are you marathoners half marathoners trails ultras 5 Ks? so kind of your your go-to well i'll go quick because i'm, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. definitely <laughs> love more to
2: talk about them the story I, i'm literally a exercise like i need to get out of the house and do some exercise sure. so i will go out for maybe a 5k and i'm dying at the end of a 5k uh, <laughs> sorry so you guys are in miles down there i don't know what that is 2.8 uh, 3.1. Oh, is it? There you go. Hey, that makes sense. Yeah, you got over three. That's good. (laughs) So, like this is, and like I said, this was to replace uh, ball hockey, where we would play for about an hour and a half, and ball hockey is all sprint and stop, sprint and stop. Mm -hmm. So, more like uh, it's like playing squash or something, but running long term, like long distance running, was never something I was good at. So, it's actually taken me a lot to really sort of understand kind of how to do it because it took me a long time to set a pace that was actually like appropriate for the length that right. I was trying to run. like i would yeah. get way too fast too quickly and then i'd be like oh it's just fine i like kind of sprint and i jump over shit and i was like having fun and <laughs> like, oh my god i'm dying, dying. and i realized I, yeah like the, the better value for exercise is to prolong it and keep it going and and challenge your heart rate and challenge your breathing and all that and for me that's a hard challenge i'm a very like edgy like nervous person who does not relax very easily, so to <laughs> slow yourself down and really think about pace is so hard for me. Yeah. So actually, Jamie's actually helped me a little bit with that, but then he's also to run me like a dog the few times we've gone out together. <laughs> oh my god!
1: Like when we were living in High Park, which is the West End neighborhood of Toronto, I was like, "Oh, Rob, he's, you know, he's in the neighborhood. Let's just meet up here." And like, I'll tell you about you know some of the races that I've done, some of the great races that I've done. It's a funny story with one of them, but I call up Rob, I'm like, "All right, Rob, let's let's meet. We'll meet right at the church there." This guy rolls up in. A sweatband from the like 19 <laughs> just got a lime hey, green shirt on. Rob's notorious. To run good. Oh, Rob's notorious. We played on the I same don't basketball like sweat team in my eyes. Hey, We played on the same basketball team. The guy would show up with two different color shoes, like two different shoes on the <laughs> to play, right? Kind of same thing with the running. And I felt bad because like I am a pretty serious runner. And like I was just like he was just dying because we were just hitting hills and doing some intervals. Bad friend. Yeah. You said you'd
2: go for a 5k, we did eight. And I was just like, no, okay, that's, that's evil. Yes.
1: I don't even think you've run with me since.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a purpose. No, I think we went at one other time. I can't remember.
1: Yeah. But you know what, Ari, for me, like running, I think this would connect with a lot of the listeners or just anybody. I run just because it's my time alone. It's my space. It's my time to get away from like work, from the podcast, from my family. And I just, and I go out, I'm usually like eight to 12K out four times a week. And it was funny when I, when I moved to Hamilton the first time, I did the um, or moved to Hamilton not the first time which just moved here. I did the Ancaster 10K, and Ancaster is like a little kind of not a village but it's just like a satellite community of Hamilton. It's
2: the rich hamlet next door. It's the rich hamlet, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so most of the runners there will be like local. So I was I was running and in my age group I actually finished third. So I came in nice. and I was almost hitting like a sub 40 on the. It was like a little above. It was I ran it well and and they're like and they hadn't changed. I guess I registered before, so they hadn't changed. I guess the details of my registration. And coming in, Jamie Roberts from Toronto. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> 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 like I'm like I'm my father-in-law, like I'm getting booed because I'm from Toronto. <laughs> but no, you know what? I like uh, they have the around the bay 5K and 30K. I've not done the 30, but I, you know, I want to be training for that. I've done a bunch of 10Ks. There's actually a really good trail run, uh, trail race called actually, it's a funny name. It's called the Buddy Trail Race because they, you know, they want to promote you bringing a friend out to it. It's in Guelph and it's 15K. So that's nice. one that I've done and I've done that well. That's all. Like it's fun. Yeah, I, I, you know, when I had my watch, my running watch, I had a TomTom and it oh. went out of business. So they stopped updating, you know, TomTom made the GPS devices, right? So they, they actually moved, they did, they forayed into, into wristwatches and they had, because i don't like wearing the strap for the heart monitor so they actually had sure. a new technology that would that was good on your wrist and it was very accurate almost as accurate as the heart monitor so i i wore that like all the time and i loved it and then one day it just like wouldn't update and it just the battery was being drained <laughs> and i found the company stopped like discontinued their line of running watches and so now i've been thinking do i want to probably grab a garmin and get back into it because when i have my watch you know, I'm more strict on the times than on my heart rate. Right. You know, for sure, right? I can win a, And now I feel like I've just been free running for, you know, six months a year. But,
2: it's anyways. funny. You should get on that uh, Ghost Pacer, Jimmy.
1: Oh, oh yeah? Is that going to come up in everything that we talk about?
0: I was, was going to say, I think, he, I think he sponsored.
1: The Ghost Pacer. <laughs> I love that thing. But no, if I couldn't run, that would bug me. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm I'm with
0: really, it. I, I really love to run, yeah. I'm, I'm with it. And actually, it's funny about the watch. My, my wife has a story. She ran... I think it was either it was either a half marathon she ran a triathlon with her dad and she had the watch and, and I think she had a watch that set the pace for her so it would beep if you were going like too fast or too slow you know within a degree and her and her dad were kind of keeping pace with each other and like halfway through her dad like just kind of turned to her and was like if you look at that watch one more time I'm taking it off and I'm throwing it in the street or something you know he was just so mad because he's the opposite and you know, he's just kind of running for running and she's very like okay I'm gonna hit this pace so it's, it's kind of a joke with us if we ever go running together that you know if we look at our watch too many times we'll, we'll yell at each other. You
1: know what, actually, and I shouldn't say this because, you know, like, you know, we're trying to promote our drug cast. We're selling them. I I get that. You know what I mean? We make them because we actually believe that it will help you motivate you to run. But honestly, when you tell me that story, like being distracted by your, your watch or even music sometimes, and I've been doing it more often. I read a a really good article in a running magazine a while back about just running with no music, running free, Uh, just, you know what I mean? And like, (laughs) just focusing on, it's silly, like focusing on the breathing and just sort of getting into a really nice pace and rhythm. So not for you
0: though. Uh, no, no. I, so it's funny because fr- I have a friend who did that. And he, you know, he was like me kind of just running and then he got into that and he's like, yeah, and I, he's like, I can't run with music anymore. Like I'm so into that. It's, it's my thing, but I'm kind of with Rob. Like I, I think our <laughs> brains are just too kind of going 27 miles per hour that, you know, I need something to just keep me zoned out or keep me out because I, I would be running into the street looking at things. I'd be, you know, forgetting stuff. I just, I can't, I need something. Yeah. Okay. But it's funny, it's like you saying that because uh, about with music
2: too, because when DMX passed away, the rapper DMX, mm-hmm. and like, like I said earlier, I'm a novice runner, so like the music will throw me off pace. I was doing this like DMX like playlist and I was realizing <laughs> like wow, DMX's music is making me run way faster than I need to be going yeah. when I'm trying to pace myself. I'm like, get at me, dog, trying to go as hard as I can. <laughs> he would, he, he would, would be proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like two minutes in being like, Oh my god, what was I thinking? I like, should <laughs> I should have never put on Rough Rider's Anthem first. Well hip hop is into
0: Rough Rider's Anthem. I love like Jimmy.
1: Hip hop's good to run to. You know, if you really? get like a good, like even old school, more 90s hip hop, right? Where it's like a little bit more like the straight kind of four four beat rather than newer hip hop. I don't know. Rob's a huge hip-hop fan. I'm okay. a big hip-hop fan too. Yeah, we like it. So, you know, I got my hip-hop mix I run to sometimes. Wu Tang Gangstar, no mom deep in there. So got
0: some nice name drops there. <laughs> so I think I think I'm in the name drop. I, I feel like he's can, I know he's Canadian and, and I'm sure this is like a sin to be like, oh, well, he's Canadian, you guys have to know him. I but I I feel like he was fairly buck like, 65. Oh yeah.
2: Right. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's East Coast. Yeah. yeah he's, okay. he's a radio personality. I'm going to say, had, like, Cardinal is the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's that? I'm sorry. I, I'm not a huge, like, I'm very limited in my hip hop. Cardinal no, is from it. Toronto. He had a little bit of crossover in the States because he did a song
2: that Buster Rhymes got on a remix for back in the late 90s. But uh, in Canada, he's very well known. R65, yeah, I, yeah. I think, is a radio host now on maybe CBC Radio. James, I think he's a uh, radio personality
0: in Canada now.
1: Yeah. Kind of like oh. the late 90s, you know, like the sketcher hip hop and.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I remember I had a friend, I worked at a, a record store and I had a friend who was all into like kind of obscure, like he would just bring music in and be like, here, listen to this. And I remember listening. I was like, what is that? Like, this is so kind of out there. Like, and, and anybody who hasn't heard Sixty well, Five, most of you who haven't heard Anaconda or Buck 65, you're welcome. Yeah. You know, this, <laughs> this is your homework, homework. <laughs> yeah, this oh is homework for, for of the nineties. <laughs> that was good times, man.
1: <laughs> I know. Right? Like it was, I, I'm in my class. I play them that stuff or I show them like, a kid did a trailer in my class for Home Alone and I went to them. I'm like, listen, I saw this movie in person. I was taking this. <laughs> like, oh my God, you're so old. But I'll play them some <laughs> I'll play them some music, like 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 old hip hop. And they're like, Yeah, this is really good.
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. There was one thing I just remembered I wanted, because, so again, people probably haven't, haven't heard, um, we had a chance, a great opportunity to jump in on the Running Scare podcast and, and have a quick interview with them. So, you know, hopefully introduce their network to us. And you guys sent a list of questions to help prep, you know, again, saying you're, you're much more prepared, much more uh, professional than, than we are here. But there was one question, um, I was a little irked that you guys, you had it on your list and you didn't ask Uh-oh. me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to switch it and I'm going to ask you guys. Oh, what so, didn't we ask? It was, it was what movie to you guys has the best running... I think it was like running montage or running scenes or something like that. So I'm, I'm going to throw it back to you guys. Oh, that's oh, a good for one. me. It's uh,
2: 21 days later. Like that's I think nice. is it 21 days later? I oh, get. tell me, I'm getting the, the title right there, right? Twenty uh, days Twenty eight days later, because yeah. uh, that's the zombie film where they. I think it's is it the first zombie film, Jamie, where they finally make made them full speed. Like mm-hmm. zombies traditionally were yeah. slow, methodical, right. and like. Even though they weren't hard to avoid, they would overwhelm you in groups. But in 28 Days Later, they had full-blown, like, they were charging at you. Yeah, and they were, like, so see- Yeah, like, not rabid, but, like, yeah, exactly, fast. Yeah, and, and like, uncontrollable, controllable, and, like, you know, like, it didn't matter how much you hit them. It wasn't to the moment they died that they actually collapsed. So those, that film, to me, had so many great sequences where they're getting chased, and, and like, the stakes just it immediately up the stakes of the whole zombie genre, which I just loved. Like, so For that, sure. right, to me, is, is my running one. Nice.
1: Oh my God. You know, the first thing that I think about, it's not a horror film, but like we are the podcast that reviews horror and thriller films. The whole movie makes me think of when I think about Running Scared, have you seen the movie Judgment Night with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Emilio Estevez?
0: Oh, I have. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Actually, okay. it's funny you said that. Like, um, just to that go is... back to hip hop too. I'm sorry. I was on Facebook earlier and there was a video for, somebody posted I'm, a, I'm in a music, you know, kind of nerd group and somebody posted a, the video for, it was Faith No More and some... I forgot the name. Some Booyah uh, tribe or something. Booyah tribe. That's exactly who it is. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and they're like, and every comment was Judgment Night soundtrack. Judgment Night soundtrack's the best. It's the best. Well, you had yeah, like, yeah, but
1: that <laughs> whole movie, like, those are the Running Scared. And it's just an amazing because they're, the, they're in the apartment and then they're on the rooftop and then they're in like the craziest looking streets of Chicago and just makes me think of Running Scared. And again, yeah, the soundtrack is incredible. Like Pearl Jam, Cypress Hill, teenage fan clubs on that, De La Soul. Like amazing, we'd love that film. Actually, I don't know if we get. Away have you with done it yet? It. We haven't done it. I would definitely. No. I would get Patreon. That could be yeah, exactly. Okay. And then oh, well, okay. And then the other one that I like, it's I don't say it's horror, but it could be horrific. Is have you seen the movie The Gray, with Liam Neeson, where they're chased by wolves in the, the Arctic? World. I
0: haven't. No, I haven't, but didn't he got a lot of like uh, I trouble I, I for that been, movie? Didn't he? I'm gonna say it's not great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good running. It's
2: like they're literally
1: running away from wolves the whole time. Sure. Oh, Did he like style. punch a
2: wolf or something in the movie or? i don't know if like did oh, yeah, he for... them. But, but it's all cg so it, it kind of feels like he's being chased by like cyborg wolves like it's, really,
1: it's, <laughs> it's did he, what did he i'm curious what did he get in trouble with for it was it, what was I, it
0: like I think just people like making fun of him like trying to punch a, a wolf with his bare hands or like with you know like he puts duct tape on his you know something just like that like dude you, you can't yeah, punch I think him he duct tapes
2: then. he duct tapes his hand oh yeah right his the last yeah in between his fists into between his fingers isn't that his like his final weapon and then
1: he says the he says like that kind of like the soliloquy like that little poem that he says back to himself anyways okay like no, yeah, I'm, going with, I'm going with judgment night okay <laughs> that's my answer
0: 28 much better answer day. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome and so besides on um, anacondas and you know we obviously said that that was the first one a catalyst and everything but what what's been some of your you know other favorite ones that you've done And kind of give a, a flavor to people who are listening and want to jump in
2: Oh, it's interesting because we love Anaconda and we talked about it, how maybe the reason we liked it so much was that it was on a boat and the movie's all about trajectory. Like they're always moving forward. Mm -hmm. And we just uh, reviewed train to Busan. It's the same type of thing. They're on a train, they're locked on it. They can't get off, but they're going somewhere. And like those kind of movies seem to be ones that we, I don't know why, but we seem to like those a lot where it's like the conditions of the movie are about being on something that you can't get off of, or you're being propelled in a certain direction. So, I mean, Train to Busan was a great one. We love that film. We just reviewed Malignant, which is like kind of the opposite of our favorite type of stuff. Like that was a James Wan film. He's the guy who's done The Conjuring and done. Um, right. But then he also did Aquaman. So it's almost like that put those two movies together and here's the crazy movie you get. Okay. Um, so. We didn't love that, but, you know, it's entertaining if you're willing to turn your brain off. But yeah, I think those two uh, strike me, like The Anaconda, The Train to Busan. The other ones we I loved, we did, uh, like, I love children's horror. Like, uh, Gremlins is one of my oh, favorite movies. So yeah. that's going way back. But yeah. we, I love that pod that we did because we actually reviewed it from the perspective of, like, what does this mean if you make a movie that's kind of aimed at kids, but it's still got this horror element to it where there's, like, some weird, grotesque violence. Also some very <laughs> messed up messaging about what happens to Santa Claus and Jimmy.
0: <laughs> yeah, also, that should like, not have been a kid. Kids movie.
2: <laughs> but it's like cute and cuddly at the same time. And the monsters are kind of funny. So kids like love that about them. Right. And yet it's a really interesting one that has these interesting layers. So those are some of my face
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think as we do the podcast and we do more and more movies, Rob alluded to it right there. We I think we have our kind of style of movie that we like, maybe like an action horror, maybe sure. something that's, you know, we've not done much paranormal. We've not done, I don't think the Saw movies are like that kind of genre. I don't think that's really what we're into. For me though, I like I like adventure, I like running, I like the action. So anything like that, like I love doing The Descent.
0: It's such oh, a good one.
1: Yeah, it's one of our favorite movies. And we got a chance to bring on a friend of mine, Reiner Kruger, who is an ecologist, he's an adventurist. And we wanted to get a better understanding of what it's like to be in a cave or what it's like to be, like he told us a couple of stories about um, his uh, scuba diving in these cenotes in Mexico. So they're underwater caves. Yeah. And getting like losing the line and getting getting oh God. Um, separated from them and just because they use a lot of technical language in that movie so we wanted to i think we want to inform the listener you know about some of those things that they're talking about so they can learn something right i think every see every podcast i think you should be entertained and you should learn something and then you should leave it with asking some questions right try to like uh, you know those three sort of big things so i think we try yeah. to we try to do that and then rob and i are huge sci-fi fans so when we did event horizon that's, oh, the, that's that's a yeah. scariest shit movie, and that is an amazing film with a crazy good cast. And
0: I Very would underrated like, too. I feel like that's oh, one it's so that underrated, does, man.
1: It's mm-hmm. it's, and it's Flew like, way under the radar. You know, well, it's funny if you listen to the podcast, you'll find out why it was. Oh, it was okay. actually here's a little nugget, and like a little tease. This thing was <laughs> built, Rob. What was it? It was built as like. Like a darker Star Trek.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that, as Paramount not somehow involved at Event Horizon. I think they are the. Yeah, they, they I don't know if the they were the go the, the go studio on it, but there was there was definitely so. something there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think because they, you know, that was from there. Like, okay, so that they also put out Star Trek. They felt like, oh, maybe we should promote it within the same, you know, ilk, so that people will think, oh, it's coming for the people who make Star Trek. Like, it's, a, like that. but it's absolutely no, nothing. God, Star no. Trek. Oh my god, it's nothing. And like, it's like, it is the total opposite of the promise that Star Trek puts forward, right? Like, oh, luxury cruising through <laughs> space with this like so, music where a cocktail will just pop out of the chair beside you. <laughs> and this is the opposite. This is, you got to go into the sleep machine and come out of the ooze when it's time to wake up. <laughs> it's just like you're on a freight uh, ship and it's it's awful, right? It's a, it's a terrible way to
0: live. And anyway, and, and then of course, they literally find a ship that's come back from hell. And right. They have to so so I will that. say, because we're giving away a little bit of spoilers, but I think we're okay. I think I've been Horizon. Yeah. These are all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. I was going to say in Descent, I feel like we've got enough time that Descent has passed. Hopefully everybody has seen it. So, so I will ask, 'Cause it got released with two different endings, right? Uh, yeah. So I was gonna ask, so which, which ending do you believe? Which ending do you like? Where are you on the descent debate? Oh, we talked about this, right? Because
2: the British one, the British, the sort of original ending, right, Jamie, has yeah, a, she doesn't she doesn't get out of there. Uh, she doesn't get out of there, she wakes yeah. up in the in the pit and the whole thing is kind of like all the things she imagined were were just in her imagination. She's literally trapped down there, and this is probably where she's gonna die. And in the American version, they have her escape but she's kind of lost her mind by the time she escapes. Personally, right. you know, I, I kind of like the American one because yeah, me the too. British ending just ends almost like a truck hitting a wall and you're like, oh, okay. So <laughs> um, See, I don't find those kind of twist endings that interesting because to me, it's like, okay, a lot of horror movies end and there's like a, this relief. And then like they look at the window and the killer is still right there. And it's like, sure. oh, but you know, they always like tease you, like, but the horror continues. And of course they're going to do a sequel or something. But I found with that one, like there's some, something so much more gratifying about her escaping and Through her escape, she's like overcome all these personal things that we've learned about her throughout the film, but she's lost everyone that helped her get through it. And I loved how complex it made her relationship with her best friend, who in some ways betrayed her, but in other ways was the only one trying to help her to get through it all, although maybe misguided. And actually, it's the one that she kind of sacrifices herself. She actually (laughs) commits the murder. She's the one who leaves her behind. And it makes it a very complex ending in the sense that, like, do you even want the protagonist to live at this point? Of what she's done. What she's done. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I find that
0: more interesting. Yeah, I I agree. You know what you said. Which one did you like better? Uh, I think at the time, I have to say the UK version. I mean, because to Rob's point, I mean, it was just it was an that truck hitting, hitting you, you know, hitting that wall. You're like, oh, my God, what? Like, because you watched the... I'm pretty sure I watched the American version first. So I saw the American version. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I get it. Yes, you know, she escaped, but, you know, she is, she is hell to pay and, and all that. And then you kind of switch over and you watch the, the rest of the movie. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wow, like, holy crap. You know, that's where they were going to go with it. But no, I, I totally get what you're, what you're saying where... Yeah, um, she's truly the more lost kinda, her mind
2: in the British one. Like, she's truly, lo- she's truly yeah. gone. Like, she, yeah, she's imagining...
0: At all,
2: yeah. We're not all the right, monsters, so... but she's imagining <laughs> <laughs> she's
0: dead. But like, yeah. All right, so we'll say so. We'll, we'll we'll kind of get ready to wrap it up. So with one kind of wrap up remaining question, we'll keep it on the movie thing because again, that's that's where I. I'll say we'll keep it. Hoarse, so so maybe we'll do both. Um, so if you had one movie and let's say one book, maybe just to either like describe you or you get one chance to impress somebody with with both, or coming to you for questions. What are you recommending? Well, he <laughs> <laughs> needs some time to think. I think.
2: Uh, do you mean like our, to describe our podcast or describe us personally? Either one. Dealer's choice. Okay. The movie that's going to describe me best is going to be Gremlins because I do love that edge of comic and horror and clever, but also like not being subtle whatsoever. Sure. So um, are you a, are you more of like a B horror guy? You know, it's not. I just I love camp. I do love camp okay. stuff. So I do love B, but at the same time. I like it to be clever. Like I find I find Gremlins is pretty clever. It's funny, I was watching Gremlins 2 the other day and I was like, this is clever, but it's kind of not as funny as I thought it was. So I'm not (laughs) sure now. Yeah, I'm not sure. (laughs) And then uh, in terms of a book, that's a tough one for me because like I actually don't read many novels. I did so much I did so much (laughs) critical theory studies that like so much of what I look at is like I like more of a theory guy or like a cultural studies. And so it's hard to like pinpoint one that's like, that's the one for me. Boy, books are tough. And I read like way too many comic books. So it's like, I don't even know which one to... Nothing books wrong there. with comic, comic books are great. <laughs> They're making a resurgence. Oh, yeah. Jamie,
1: you got a book? I got a movie. I, You know what? I think <laughs> I've always... If you talk to my wife and I say tree planting, she'll roll her eyes. And I, I would always... I, you know, I tree planted a couple of summers. And when I was up there, one of the things is, you know, they always like tree planters see them... like. I'm sure people know what tree planting is, but it, you know, it's not like you're going out to like the local garden. You go into the north of like Ontario or you go into really kind of inhospitable terrain and you fucking go plant trees. So <laughs> a lot of times they liken it to like the military and it's not like the military. I've not served in the military, but my time tree planting was not. A lot easy. more granola, a lot more, a lot more <laughs> yeah,
2: and, weed smoking probably going on. <laughs> yeah,
1: and my and my family's Scottish, right? So I think a good movie... And Rob and I were just actually talking about it earlier. So Dog Soldiers. Oh, it, that's a great yeah. one. Is a werewolf film. It's got um the Scottish actor, his name it loses me right now, but he was in train spotting. And then they're like stuck in the house. And it just like I love the action element. I love that you know, that some Scots and like that whole kind of like coming together with the military. you know what I mean. I'm not a big military guy, but just like that coming togetherness. I think um when you put it, I've always tried to challenge myself, and that's why I've put myself in a certain situations, you know what I mean? Like going up and doing that kind of thing. So I think that would maybe not totally depict my whole being, but definitely a part of it. Right. So That's the uh,
0: same guy me. who did, who did the descent, isn't it?
1: It is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Neil Marshall. I know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can hang with you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Um, in terms of a book, trying to think if it was a scary book. Oh my God. Honestly, it's, and this is going to sound not to come off as, like, academic or elite, but, like, I'm a Rahab, like, a lot of the stuff that I read is, like, non-fiction,
2: like, that's stuff right. from Gladwell, or just, you know, or... No judgment. I was trying to name my book down, and I think there's a book I always turn back to, because it was the first, like, book that helped me understand visual media as a kid, and that's Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics, because it was the first one that started taught me how to look at a particular media and break it down and understand what it's doing and how it works. And because he did it in comic book form, it actually made it so easy to comprehend and understand. And it influenced everything I thought about going forward. And I still work in basically video and sound or or video and words, but it's forever been like the thing that has guided my, it started my thinking into that direction why I've ended up in these, in the places where I have for work. That's
0: awesome. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, no, I, I love it. I think those are great answers. And, and Rob, we'll have to do some kind of. We'll do a tangent later on about just B. I'm with you. Like B movies that is my my heart is so like 80, 80s movies and like the B movies that kind of followed it. Like that's like where you've got a little bit of comedy, uh, a lot of gore, and just that right formula. That's my go to all the time.
2: Yeah, there's some great ones, and it's funny we celebrate them because they're so silly, almost right. But like
0: it's, it's almost like right
1: It's like it, it's, oh yeah, I would call right. it. For, yeah, that's right in there. It's got the green slime.
0: Night. Oh yeah, I think the green slime <laughs> is probably probably a B. Yeah, there's one that I, I always go to and I was known in, in college for it and everybody, like, whenever anybody wanted to watch horror, they, they would, so I, again, working at the DVD store, I had hundreds of thousands of DVDs and had yeah. kind of that range of everything from like really funny, really obscure to like super scary, super serious, like audition, you know, from uh oh my and And that was like my go-to and I was like, oh, I don't get scared by movies. I was like, here you go. Like, you know, talk yeah, to watches. me in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. I've anyway. got a first story about
2: the audition. I don't know if we should put it on the pod, but it is, oh. it, that movie is so cringing to me
0: of how gross and how horrible it is. Like, like in terms of the pain it puts the protagonist. Oh, in. for sure. Oh, and it's so it's funny about that movie too. And, and again, yeah, sorry for anyone listening who doesn't want a tangent about about <laughs> horror movies, uh, but broad podcasts to listen to. It's such a like, not a horror movie i mean like when you think about it there's very limited horror in that movie but man when that horror hits it hits you and, and the thing i love oh. about that movie is it's so slow and it's so kind of daunting that even i've watched it a hundred times probably, not 100, i've watched it a lot of times and every time you watch it you're like okay something's gonna happen i know the scene it's gonna happen and it just takes so long that you forget about it and then you're like oh god that that, that, that that's, what, that's what's supposed to happen so uh i'm just gonna tell it so i took a yes. girl on a date
2: that oh, no. oh no! And here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, it was her birthday, and I was trying <laughs> to take her out to like uh, it was a hot summer in Montreal, so I was going to take her to a little picnic, a couple glasses of wine. We we're going to go see a, a show, like a, a band show. Uh, it was a what band was it? Wolf Parade, which was big at the time in in uh, mid 2000s Montreal. And we go to it, and it's lined up around the corner, and it was a small venue. and Everybody was surprised because nobody expected it to sell out this well, this much. So like people were like, I don't know what to do. They were just wandering away, like we're not getting in. And like my whole plan was blown up now. And I am just started <laughs> seeing this. Joke. I'm like, shit. Now what do I do? I'm like, okay, fuck let's uh let's go to the movies and uh the and montreal doesn't have late nights like not 11 or 12 o'clock showings so the only one you can go to is the rep cinema and we're like all right let's go to park cinema it's walkable anyway so let's go and we get there and there's a movie on ten thirty. it's called the audition and she picks up the newspaper she's like let's see what it is i'm like no no no. let's just here. go oh no let's just, let's just go like we already paid for our ticket we don't know what the movie is who cares it's just uh i just i know it's japanese or something i don't know let's just see how it goes she's like all right we go into that movie <laughs> And like you said, it is slow and like, it's 30 minutes in and it's so boring. Like, we're like, what is going on? This dad trying to meet a girl. So he holds an audition and he's like super sexist in this weird way. And you're like, oh, this is like uncomfortably like saccharine the way like the son and the dad talk. And so like, I decide, all right, this is boring. Let's get a little frisky here. And I literally put my hand on her leg. At the exact moment <laughs> that they the cut to the scene where the girl burns her own arm, with oh the, god! And it's just all of a sudden like the movie just took its turn. And I was like, um, I just like patted her knee, like oh, I don't know where this is going. And then the movie continues to go off the rails in terms of like horrific violence. And oh my god! I've never seen this movie. Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't. Uh, I,
1: haven't oh. I haven't. And I need. I, like, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Oh my it, god, dude! Yeah, I don't want to spoil
2: it now because there's so much crazy stuff in this movie.
1: That's crazy. We've been talking horror for 20 years, and I don't think that's come up.
2: I swear I've told you this story, but I don't know if I've told you what the audition I think you've anyway, told me the story. <laughs> uh, I need to say, I walked her home that night, and that was the end of the date. So, uh, <laughs> and there wasn't a second. So I
0: think there was, but like that night, uh, nothing was going to happen. She, she uh, picked the second date. She picked what, what was going on. <laughs> awesome well guys i really appreciate you this this has been a blast everyone who's listening hopefully you know to jamie's point you learned something you you walked away (laughs) with some questions like what are these guys talking about you got some new music to listen to some new movies to watch um and most importantly you've got uh some audio some jogcast i'm sorry to listen to uh the next time you're going out on a run so rob jb and please just let us know where where can we get this
1: you know what? You can get them at any audiobook online retailer, Apple, Google Play, Barnes & Noble. If you want, you can find us at our Running Scared Patreon. We have them available there for a monthly subscription. Those are the places you can get them right now. And, and we hope to have our new one out probably, I'm hoping within maybe the next month. Uh, and so that will be the third full story. So really, you know yeah. what I mean? If we get that third one out. You know, we got three different books, three hours. They're really fun, really entertaining. They're very reasonably priced. In fact, we've got a promotional pricing on right now where uh, we've got, I think, just 20% off just the retail cost. So if you grab them, that's going to end, I think, March 31st. So the end of the month. Where,
2: where's the promo, Jamie?
1: No, it's just in. I just did it on, on the whole retail cost. So there's no promo code. There's nothing. They just oh, they, okay. The books are discounted right now.
2: All right, the, and, books are, the books are called *Helen Hamilton* and *Blood at Night*. And if you're having trouble finding them, just search the term *Jogcast*.
0: And are they are they connected at all, or they're completely separate stories? Separate stories. Okay, perfect. So you can just dive into either one whichever one tickles yeah. your fancy. Yeah, awesome.
1: They're an hour each, so it's a good run, or you can split it off into two? And I think they're definitely worth a, a couple of listens. So yeah, we're happy about them
0: awesome again rob Jimmy had i had a blast i hope yeah, i listening got a blast and yeah, thanks um, yeah for can't great of course yeah i can't wait to hear more from you guys and then hopefully we'll bring you back when you've got you know five six the whole whole series going on for you guys perfect <laughs> Well, thanks so much i really appreciate it we had a great time yeah, yeah. awesome thank you guys have a good night okay you too bye